Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to mini episode 253 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have two spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 9th of January 2023. And story number one comes from Amanda and her gorgeous children, Keaton and Ali. Let's get into it. I was not the marrying type. I'd had a few offers but wasn't interested until I met my partner. When I started to get to know him, I thought to myself, shit, I'm gonna marry this guy. I quickly knew I wanted to have a family with him, so much so that we even picked out our first child's name when we were dating. We got married, travelled, and then started trying to have a family. But something wasn't working. Month after month I ended up not pregnant, and after a year we thought we might not be able to have a kid of our own. Then one night I had a very surprising dream. I remember my dreams all the time, but this one was different. In my dream, I was watching a very bloody and painful childbirth, but the woman wasn't me and the child wasn't mine. In my dream, my dad was standing next to me on my left, and there was a male presence on my right. I told my dad that this didn't look okay. He assured me it was normal and it would be fine. I woke up and felt scared and sceptical, but with some acceptance. I told my spouse that I'd had a dream about pregnancy and it had a very male feeling to it. A few weeks later, I had another negative pregnancy test, but this would turn out to be a false negative. I was finally pregnant. While I was pregnant, I dreamed about this baby boy a few times. Each time, a referee would take him out of my stomach to let us have time together, and there were some rules, but I didn't know what they were. I would ask my son if he wanted to play games, etc., and he was very polite but never wanted to do anything that I wanted to do, saying things like, that sounds like fun but no thank you. When our time was up, the referee would put him back. When I woke up, I would remember the dreams vividly but could never remember his face. I got to know him so well that when he was born and the nurses handed him to me, I blurted out, that's what you look like. Almost like we were continuing our conversations. He's 12 now and he's very much that polite kid that's a bit of a pain in the arse that I dreamed about. Two years later, my husband and I started talking about maybe trying for another baby. Knowing how much trouble we had conceiving the first time, we agreed to start soon, but didn't really give it much thought. We knew this would take a while. The same night we decided to start trying, I had a dream about a young woman who was helping to take care of me, my husband and my son. She was beautiful energetic and magnetic and my son and husband loved her and their attention was on her and not me 
When I woke up, I was surprised that I wasn't jealous that my son and husband loved and paid attention to this young woman in my dream, because honestly, I would have been jealous in real life. My husband woke up shortly after me and told me that he had had a dream that I was pregnant. Honestly, I think it's only one of about five dreams he's ever remembered in his whole life. I was astonished. And then I realised that this young woman my husband and my son loved was my daughter. So I told my husband I had had a dream about her too and we were going to have a girl. Nine months later, we welcomed our daughter into the world. I have never had a baby dream before or since and neither has my husband. I think that my husband and I were both able to sense our children, both their genders and their personalities, as soon as they attached themselves to us and decided to come into the world. Amanda, thank you for your story and Keaton and Ali, thank you for, you know, letting your mom know that you were on the way and being the subject of this story and all these years later being the subject of the podcast. Happy days. I can't even imagine the anxiety that comes with um, trying for a baby and not succeeding month after month. I don't even know if that's the right word to say succeeding. I don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, I can't, I can't imagine what that feels like to desperately want a baby and then it's not happening. And then you must have felt such utter relief when you had that dream and went, oh my God, I think, I think I'm pregnant and I think it's going to be a boy. And the same, obviously, when you were pregnant with a girl to be able to go, oh, that's why I had that dream and it's going to be a girl. I think it is incredible that some people are able to predict pregnancy or know that somebody is pregnant before they know or or just just know instinctively that they themselves are pregnant I just think it's incredible I think when it comes to yourself like the human body is amazing and I wonder if your body knows that something is happening and somehow communicates that to the brain in some people and then it comes out in dreams I mean I don't know like were you and your husband more in tune to your body and was your body giving off little signals being like haha I'm pregnant either way whatever happened it is truly magical and then of course there's those people who sort of like instinctively know genders of babies like I've got people in my life who just always seem to be able to predict what gender a baby is going to be before they're born it's incredible a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And story number two comes from Danielle. It all started when I was very young. I would say six years of age. I vividly remember our cat had been ran over by a car and I knew he had passed away as a result. My sister and I were watching TV the evening after he had passed, and the cat came down in front of me, between myself and the television. It was meowing at me, but there was no noise coming from it. I didn't say anything to my sister, but I remember freezing up and not knowing what to do. 
I was literally lost for words. A cat got my tongue, you might say. When I was 15, I remember my parents went overseas on a holiday. I was the last of my four siblings living at home. My mum asked her very close friend to come and stay at our house and take care of me while she was away with my dad. My mum and her friend had grown up together and have remained friends since primary school. My dad never let me fall asleep watching TV and it was my guilty pleasure, it still is. And I remember thinking, yes, now is my chance to sleep in the lounge room. I asked my mum's friend, her name is Leonie, if I could please bring a mattress into the lounge room to sleep on and she agreed. I took the mattress into the lounge room and placed it on the floor. On the first night when I was sleeping, I experienced sleep paralysis. Whilst this was happening, there was red appearing on the right side of the room and I noticed a shadow-like figure standing over me at the foot end of the mattress. It had no face or features. I could not move my hands or lift myself up. I was also struggling to expand my chest to breathe. It took a while, but I tried and tried as hard as I could to move my mouth to say the Our Father prayer. I remember failing to get through the first line and then restarting the prayer and trying again. I got there in the end and I remember slowly being released from the pressure. I covered my head with the blanket and I finally demanded that the shadow leave me alone. When the blanket was over my head, I felt a presence. Not again, I thought. This time, the movement was coming from the top right end of the mattress. I was not experiencing sleep paralysis at that time. Curiosity got the better of me and I slowly lowered the blanket from my face and looked up to my right. I saw a young man, I would say in his twenties, with shoulder-length blonde hair, a red check shirt, and he was holding a guitar. I'm serious. I remember thinking, nope, no more and I put the blanket over my head and wished for it all to be over, and then I fell asleep. The next morning, I sat in the kitchen with Leonie. We ate breakfast together, and she was trying to talk to me. I was unresponsive. She said to me, What's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. And I said, Well, it's funny you should say that, because I think I did. She was so intrigued, I told her the story. When I told her what the man was like and what he was holding, she immediately smiled and looked so content. She said, that was my brother. He died when I was young. She told me that he lets her know that he is with her by showing her symbols and what I had seen confirmed that he is looking out for her, that he must have been there because of her, but felt the need to protect me. When my mum returned, I told her the story and I told her what Leone had said about it being her brother. My mum agreed that what I had seen fit the description of her brother. She told me that he was a surfer from the country of Australia, that he had, in fact, died. She said Leone's family owned a property and he took a rifle from their house, walked down to the bottom of the property and took his own life. My mum knew him as well and was very distraught when she learned of this. No one knew why he did it. I am now 30. About four years ago, my auntie had fallen ill to Alzheimer's disease. I knew she wasn't going to live for very long, and knowing that any day could be her last. One night, in my dream, she came to visit me. I could not see her, but I heard her distinct breathing and I smelt her signature scent of chewing gum, cigarettes and musk perfume. She was tickling me and every time I tried to turn around to catch her, she wouldn't be there. I could hear her laughing at me. She was playing a game with me. Before she was ill, she was very cheeky and mischievous. 
That morning, I woke to a message from my mum in our family group chat informing us that she had passed away in the night. I smiled to myself when I read the message. I knew she was happy to be leaving Earthside and there was a knowing that she was now at peace. My partner's family come from Turkey. His grandfather passed away and we were doing a ritual where the family attend the house of the deceased for seven days after the death for Quran readings. I am told this is to help the soul reach heaven. It was such a beautiful experience to be a part of and I genuinely felt his grandfather with us during that time. I did not see him but I felt him there. He had suddenly passed away in the front room of that house. One night during those seven days I was asleep in my bed with my partner. I was dreaming of something unremarkable and I was immersed in it when suddenly I see my partner's grandfather walk past with a crowd of people. It was like I was on a movie set and these people were intruding. If it were a movie set, the director would have had to have yelled, cut, and then we would have to start the scene again. I remember realising that it was him and I extended my hand out into the crowd to stop his grandfather in his tracks. When I stopped him, he seemed really shocked to see me. He was speechless, and it took a while to come around. I could see he was busy. He was looking towards the crowd and then looking at me. I could tell he wanted to talk to me but really needed to stay with the people he was with. I knew I had a few seconds with him, so I asked him quickly, Where do we go when we die? I got straight to the point. He looked past me and then his eyes focused with mine and he said, There is no such thing as religion but you will be judged for all the good that you have done. With that he smiled at me. Perhaps there are rules that he cannot divulge that information to the living. We said goodbye and he caught up with the crowd. Perhaps it was what I already knew or what I thought he would say and my mind playing tricks on me. However, I woke up and I just knew it was true. I knew in my soul. When I tried to tell my mother-in-law what had happened, she kept denying that it was true, that if it did, it must have been my mind creating the scenario in my dream. When she said that to me, an empty bottle sitting on the top shelf above our heads suddenly fell and it landed loudly on the ground next to us. She looked up at the roof and said, Is that you, Dad? Are you trying to tell me off? And then she looked at me and said, Okay, I believe you now. So let's just start by saying, stating the obvious, the blatantly obvious. We love a, a returning pet story. We love a ghost pet story. I, I want those cats coming back. I want those dogs coming back. I want them coming back and letting you know that they are a little spirit running around or they're happy on the other side or coming back to comfort the owner. We love it. So as you guys know, um, I've got lots of thoughts about sleep paralysis. I understand that it's a scientific phenomenon, that there is a scientific explanation for it, but I just find the whole thing still very bizarre. Like I've said a million times, why is everybody apparently afraid of the same thing? Don't get it. Blows my mind. How beautiful for your mom's friend to have experienced that with you, for you to describe her brother and then for her to be able to go, oh, he comes back and he looks after me. So the the idea being that he's there with her all the time and in that moment she was with you and you needed his help. And I think that suicide must be so difficult for families um, especially when there doesn't seem to be a discernible reason. There often isn't a discernible reason, but for a number of people, they may be struggling with their mental health for a long time. There may have been issues in their life that would seem to sort of point to 
a reason as to why they felt like suicide was the only option left for them. But sometimes for people, they have they have no idea why this has happened. And for for Leone, she must have felt obviously this, first of all, obviously immense loss. But then to be able to feel as though her brother was there with her and not only protecting her, but protecting the people around her must have brought her such incredible comfort. And like I always say, I think people have connections that we don't understand, whether they're like psychic connections or very biological connections that we just don't understand yet, where I think people do know when somebody close to them has died. I am also very intrigued about your dream about that you had about your uh, partner's grandfather who had passed away because it's very, it's very interesting. It almost feels like you stepped into somewhere that you shouldn't have been or you stepped into something that you shouldn't have seen. This crowd of people and the grandfather in the middle of it and him being quite shocked to see you. But let me tell you, dream you has got your shit together because... I would not be asking such profound questions if I was if I was with a dream ghost, I have to say. And look, it's it's good it's good advice to live by. There's no such thing as religion, but you will be judged for all the good that you've done. Whether you believe in religion or not, like even if you're an atheist, if you have no faith, if you've no religion, thinking about just doing good in your day to day life, I mean it's a pretty powerful thing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Amanda, Keaton and Ali, obviously, and Danielle for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 9th of January, 2023. And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. And you can check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.